I had some leftover crab rangoon. I think I swallowed some of the shell, and that's gonna. I'm gonna feel that on the way out. Oh, that could cut. <coughs> 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Duty Calls with Doug Mann. I am your host, Doug Mann. With me as always is Jack Dolgen. Hello, Jack. Hello. Duty Calls is unofficially sponsored by Charmin Toilet Paper. Charmin Toilet Paper. When your hand sets sail to prevent brown nail, trust Charmin. (laughs) (laughs) That's a reference... To uh, Jim Woods? Well, Jim, Jim Woods does talk about Brownell, but that comes from Kelly D., uh, who's emailed over a lot of great slogans. Oh, really? But great slogans. Okay, uh, so thanks, Kelly, and uh, we got probably some more coming from you. Uh, but you guys have been, you've been emailing me at dutycallswithdougmand at gmail.com. You've been tweeting at me uh, at the Doug Man, and you've been tweeting at Jack Dolgen at Jack Dolgen, and we're just getting great tweets and great emails, and you guys have been calling us at the duty hotline, the only shit hotline that we know about uh, in the United States <laughs> and in the world at 786-HOLD-IT-N. That is the letter N, as in give me the nightly news about the shit coming out of your butt. <laughs> um, and we got a great call that we're going to play right now. Um, so here, ch- ch- just check out this call we just got. Yeah, Jack, Jack it's Carl. I'm a dude head from Detroit, Michigan. And I'm calling because uh, a cool thing happened not to listen to your show. I was actually listening to Duty Calls a lot longer than I started listening to uh, ASAP Rocky. So uh, when I finally heard that Clams Casino beat for the song Palace that you guys use as your, your uh, transition music, I had uh, been conditioned to associate it with shitting. So I was, I was bumping it in my car, and uh, there was a uh, Pavlovian response where I had Dookie drop to my pelvic floor, and I had to hold it in as I... Bumped, nodded my head to the beat. All right, love the show. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, that was that was Carl, who's a doo doo head, which I love. That I love that. Yeah. That's really funny. Uh, to have that response to the song, it makes sense, doesn't it? It does make sense. You yeah. associate now that beat. I wonder if I wonder if our voices are going to do that with people too. I mean, wow, that would be frightening. That's too. That's godlike. That's. I always. That's the closest we could ever become to gods. Yeah, and I feel like maybe. Yeah, that's we control your butthole. That makes sense. Like, yeah, it does make sense. You you would be the god of ass. Yes, you would. You yes. would be. You would be the Greek god of the anus. Do you have anything like that that you that you hear or see or smell that makes you shit? <laughs> well, often I'm sitting right here during these interviews, and, and you I have, have to, to shit. shit. Yeah, so talking about shit, absolutely talking about shit makes you. And we've heard that before. We've heard that people say, "Look, I can't listen to the show anymore on like the subway." Or right, yeah, what, in a, you know, in a confined space without access to the that's the tr- but the truth is I don't know where the hell you listen to this show if you're not listening to it on the go. You're not listening to it like next to your girl or next to your boyfriend, like in bed. We got a tweet from a guy who this guy Kyle O'Donnell said, I feel no shame or discomfort listening to your podcast while eating, but I feel like I should keep it up. Yeah. So I mean I guess everyone's different. Yeah. And he's <laughs> Well he well, he so he's feeling shame for not feeling shame. I know that feeling. Yeah. I know it too. Feeling feeling bad for not feeling bad. I was editing an episode of the show once, and I was eating dinner while I was editing, oh, listening God. to the thing. Did and, and it didn't it, ruin the my meal. My girlfriend for you? at the time was found that horrifying. Mm, weird that you guys aren't dating anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> I really shit the bed. On yeah, that. Jesus, man. Well, speaking of shitting the bed, we have an insanely great guest for you guys today. Uh, he is he is my life partner in so many ways. Uh, this has been like a string of life partners. Yeah, between Nicole and 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 we have Dan Gregor again, who did the first ever duty calls, and has had this story in his back butthole for a while, and he's wanted to, <laughs> and it's it's a it's just. Such an amazing story. It's one of my favorite stories. I've heard it. Dan is a uh, performer at the Upright Citizens Brigade, a improviser, a teacher there. He's also a writer. He works on How I Met Your Mother with with me. We uh, he's written many movies. He's truly a hilarious man, and uh, I think you're really gonna like this story. I can't wait for you all to hear it. Here's Dan Greger. <laughs> We're here with uh, Dan Greger again. Uh, Dan Greger, our first ever Duty Calls guest, is back. Hello. Um, good to have you, man. I'm back. Uh, I see good you morning. every day and every night. Oh, God. Uh, but I'm happy to see you in this light. Yeah. It's a, it's a treat. I'm happy to be back. I was considering telling this story the very first time uh, we got together for this show. I know, but. I know. And I, I, I do know this story. It is It is. Arguably my favorite story of all time. Jack does not know it. How do I, I, I really? I because honestly, it's a story that that frankly, I'm just like I'm just uh, uh, I'm ashamed about at this point in my life. Not that I don't tell it, but like it just <laughs> <laughs> it's a story that like I only I sort of only feel comfortable telling when I feel like I have a little bit of the benefit of the doubt from people who like me. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Jack would fall under that category. Yes, yes, exactly. Had, but like, I don't. I'm, I I've ceased to be looking for the opportunity to tell the story. Like, gotcha. Well, the opportunity has found you. Yeah. Well, here it is. Yeah. The forum is here. Duty calls is 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 made for you. Um. Okay. So, all right. I'm gonna start telling the story uh, first from a different place, which is um. It it's my right after I've graduated college, and I'm trying to get my very first sort of big job. Um, out of college and entertainment. I've got an interview for the NBC Page program. I've actually gotten, this is a second interview, and now I, um, I'm interviewing in like a big panel interview. The NBC Page program, like before it was sort of a joke on 30 Rock. Before it was Kenneth from 30 Rock right. is a real thing. It, it's a real thing. And, like, and, and it was sort of like considered like a very prestigious end to the entertainment industry. Like Katie Couric started there and, and some other people. I think like one of the guys who became the head of NBC started as an NBC page. And so it was, you know, it was like a, a high profile first job out of college. And, uh, and I, got, I got past the first round. I go to the second round of interviews. And now it's like this big panel interview. With like six executives, like HR people, other executives are going to be working with, and uh, and you're and you're interviewing simultaneously with with five other people. So like you're very aware of having to beat people in questions. Mm. The competition is very clear. Right. Exactly. And so so basically, I um, we get to this one question uh, where someone asks, um, uh, name a time in your life that you used alternative problem solving skills, um, and. <laughs> And everyone's sort of telling like these these really like lame stories about you know just like I had a conversation <laughs> with my with my babysitter that said please be nicer to me uh, whatever dumb shit right. and and I was like oh these I, I'm gonna blow these people out of the water with <laughs> a, like a little a little slice of life story from uh, from one Dan Greger um, and and so like I basically I launched into this story most people out there don't know Dan uh, Dan will make the wrong decision. 
uh, in like human interactions probably nine out of ten times. Uh, yeah, that's that's fair. That's that, that's fair. And, but but wholeheartedly believe. Yeah, yeah. That I'm, it's the perfect decision. Right. Exactly. So this is the story that I begin to tell. It's my freshman year of college, and I am I'm uh, at Brandeis University. Um, where I ended up transferring, but this the place is the story. Um, and uh, all year I've just been saddled with truly the worst roommate imaginable. This he's he's a complete monster of a human. He uh, if you remember like Billy Madison, O'Doyle rules. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. He's oh. he's like he's spends most of his days drunk on the just like sitting on our in the common room, like literally throwing beer cans at people. Uh, he, he like oh, yeah. hangs around like the, he hangs around like waiting for, waiting to like overhear like snippets of liberal conversation so he can butt in and like spout Republican talking points. He was like the president of the young Republicans. Mm, um, wow. But this is Brandon. I like, know, I know. Wrong school. Oh, kind, I mean, right? r- completely wrong. He was literally, he was, <laughs> he was six, five and he was the worst basketball player on the worst basketball team in division three basketball. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm gonna call him Davy. Okay, let's um, call him Davy. Davy. Um, anyway, so Davy is um, so Davy is Davy's just a, a terrible person. He's just sort of picking on everyone on the floor. He really is like a, a quintessential sort of like jock at a school of only nerds. Right. <laughs> um, like literally, Brandeis is only nerds and rooming with a huge nerd right so like little danny gregor yeah little danny gregor freshman year danny gregor (laughs) he's been terrible to me all year but it's almost like just the beginning of it because what really was like the the quintessential friction between us was that he was a very terrible racist to his girlfriend who was indian and he would constantly have her over to our our tiny tiny dorm. The whole year he is he's like waking me up to just filthy loud sex like next to my face. He's he's he'll Uh-oh. it doesn't matter what time he's just fucking her in front of me and when he's done he often Begins giving a Pakistani accent where he says something to the effect of oh your pecky pussy smells like curry get out of here. And what? Yeah. To like, her? To her. To and her. what does she do? And she would be hurt. She's like, I just slept with you. Why Why are you being so mean? And then, of course, it meanwhile, would be, you're, you're, Meanwhile, you're like two feet I'm, away pretending to sleep. I'm two feet away, sometimes oh. pretending to sleep. I mean, I've been woke up to this. Sometimes I'm just walking out in the middle of it. Oh. And... And what a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. He's like, and, and he literally, he would kick her out. He would physically push her out of the room when when he was done oh. um and she was like also like i'm i'm indian i'm not pakistani that's <laughs> offensive uh, just in its own way <laughs> so anyway like this guy i mean he's just a total he's, a ni- he's an awful he's person it's the basically it's the last it's the last um one of the last nights before uh before like i'm leaving school i've decided to transfer um i uh i have a like my a really big final and uh, and and it's like four in the morning. I'm like, I need to get some fucking sleep. And I'm woken up to them fucking in front of me. And it's like, you know, the tenth time this has happened all year. And so like, he doesn't notice that I'm awake. And and I just, I can't, I can't take it anymore. I'm like, I'm furious. I'm fuming. And I just decide, you know, he's fucking her. She's sort of moaning a little bit. And so very quietly, I just start going, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, oh. And they stop. 
because they hear something. And, um, and, <laughs> and then, like, they get back into it. And they're, they're getting back to it. And she's sort of moaning a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And they stop. And I stop. And, like, I wait a little while. They get back into it. And, you know, she's, like, moaning a little bit. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck me, Davey. Fuck me, Davey. Just fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. And he, and he gets up, and he's, like, you know, he's butt naked. He rips off his condom, and he's like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to throw this in your face. And I yell, like, it's nothing I haven't seen before, you motherfucker. He's literally been leaving <laughs> condoms around the apartment all year. Just, oh. like, used condoms. Um, <laughs> disgusting, uh. man. And all right, so this is this is like this is the epitome of why like liberal arts universities are complete fucking bullshit. Because now we're both screaming at each other, we're waking up the floor. The RA comes and and, and I'm like, we need it's like basically something needs to be done about this. And the RA is like, okay, can we find a compromise where maybe you leave for an hour and he can have some alone time? And I'm like, no, it's fucking four in the morning. I got a final and he's fucking in front of my face. No. And, and so like at this point, like I did, I did leave. I left the room because like there was no, because that was, that was the conflict resolution. Oh like to, God. to like give him alone time to finish fucking her. Oh, that's so stupid. Fucking ridiculous. So I, I, I decided I, I'm, I'm infuriated. I am so enraged. I, I, this guy has been shitting on my life. For the entire year. Now, I am going to shit on him. Literally. (laughs) It's at this point in the story, for my job at NBC, that I realize, maybe this wasn't the best story (laughs) to tell for a job interview. The guy I'm interviewing looks at me and he's like, I mean, literally everyone's face in that job interview panel is just... Stunned. They're like, what are you doing? This is the biggest train wreck of a story they have ever heard. They have ever heard this. This is so perfect. And so, did you say to them, like, this guy has been shitting all over me and now I'm going to shit on him? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. I had the, I had the, like, I, I, only after I, only after, like, I said out loud the sort of, like, could you say the word shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Absolutely. I'm like, tell him, like, uh, I probably realize now I shouldn't have told that story for a job interview. And, like, the guy is like, yeah, maybe just stop talking now. And <laughs> I backtrack. I'm like, let me just tell a story about uh, when, I, when I asked my teacher for a better grade because I worked hard. <laughs> um, if he had let me continue telling the story, this is how that story would have ended. It's now a couple days later, and, and I, am, I am packed up to leave Brandeis University. I, I've decided to transfer. I decided to transfer to NYU, where I met you lovely gentlemen. Yes. Uh, and, um, and, and so, like, I have nothing left to lose. There's, I will never see this person again. I will never be back here again. Uh-huh. And I am, I'm feeling really bold. And so what I decide I'm going to do is... Uh, this kid, Davey, has a has a, a pretty extensive sneaker collection. He's a real sneakerhead, and they're like pristine sneakers. He's always cleaning them. I decide I'm going to take a dump in every single one of them. <laughs> all, of them? all of them? Well, I mean, I would take one big dump and, and then, then like and then it out, sh- like kind of dole, dole, dole it out. Yeah, 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 just, yeah, just yeah exactly. Duty, duty them all. Duty them all. Yeah. 
So you, how long before this did you start preparing for it? Like for shit, the shit portion? Uh, of the, I of ate the a very light meal the night before. <laughs> and then I went first thing in the morning to the, to the cafeteria and got a huge thing of Froyo and like all the dried apricots I could find. <laughs> uh, in, in the court of law, this is the definition of premeditated. Yeah, it's exactly. very premeditated. Appreciated. Um, uh, my dad is literally waiting like outside the building in, in his car with like everything I own. And, and we're about to pull off. And I'm like, uh, dad, just give me one second. Uh, I just need to take care of something really quick. I, I noticed I had to shit like, Probably like two hours ago, and I've been like gleefully holding it in, <laughs> just like just like ooh ooh, I am clenching real good right now. <laughs> the longer I hold it, yeah. the more horrifying the more, it'll be. The more revenge I get. Yeah, the um, more death that I yeah. push out. And everyone on the floor, all the other nerds on the floor, like me, are super excited. They know that I'm doing this. They're you told in them on the, you're, you I told, told them, them you're doing this, and they're in on the plan. They want to help. They hate this guy too. He's been bullying them and and mistreating them all year. Unreal. And so everyone's everyone's on board. How many for guys this. would you say? How I'd say it was, I'd say it's like six guys. Wow. Um, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. But Brandeis has no shortage of nerds. No, no, exactly. Like if, if you're looking for like extras in Revenge of the Nerds six, yeah, just come to Brandeis. <laughs> this, yeah, the school like mascot is a kid with a wedgie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I go up to the stairwell and uh, and I'm and literally like I I have a plastic bag and I'm waiting. For, I'm just waiting for um, a cue from my friends who are kind of in on watch in the hallway. Um, you waiting. haven't shit yet. I haven't shit yet. Okay. So my plan, my plan is you guys, guys staged around. Yes. Yeah. My plan yeah, is yeah, yeah. my plan is I there there are guys it's waiting a, in the in real, the hallway. It's a real uh, shits in eleven here. Ocean. Oh, oh, sh- ocean. Oh, oh shits eleven. Ocean's oh, oh, shits eleven. 11. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got a role. yeah. Everyone's got a little yeah, part. Yeah. It's a real like it's like a real bunch of moving pieces. Yeah, and so like waiting for the biggest movement of them all. Yeah, <laughs> the movement brewing in Danny's intestine. And so and so like we're waiting for this guy to leave the room to go to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. He goes. He goes. He literally he gets. He leaves with all the shower stuff. It's one of those communal showers, like freshman year communal showers. He leaves with all the shower stuff. So I hear the call, like, caw, caw, caw. <laughs> and like, and I, and I, and that's my cue. Take a dump, run into his room, put it in the shoes, run out, never see these people again. So I get the call. I shit. Go into the bathroom? No, no, no. I'm in the stairwell. I'm taking a dump. <laughs> Wait, what? You did it in the stairwell? Yeah, yeah, because he, because he he's was, in the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. Oh, so you so, take a dump in the stairwell, which is in, already quite into, bold. Into, oh, <laughs> did you have anyone standing by to make sure you, no one walked up into the stairwell? Nope, nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Didn't we didn't have eleven? We, if we had eleven, sure, we would have <laughs> spread out the number of people. Six. But we had six. I had, to, had to be more more frugal with our placement. Um, so you shit into a, a bag. I shit into a bag. And like to compliment myself, it's a perfect looking duty. It's a, oh, it's a it's, full. Lock? It's a real. It, no, it's a real like kind of like froyo with the curl up. Oh, kind oh, of like yeah, yeah. Nice, so it's a soft serve. It's a soft yeah. serve. It's like a perfect soft serve though, a- as I'd planned with all of my food intake. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Like a plastic baggie. Uh, yeah, gonna... just just like a just like a sort of you know supermarket plastic bag, okay. uh-huh. and I'm just dumping into my hand. Um and <laughs> oh god, and and so like I now I like have my handful <laughs> I have my handful of duty in a plastic bag, yeah. and and I'm running and I run to uh to Davy's room, I open it up 
And like, and I'm I'm literally like, as I'm like opening the door, I get the I get the call again from my my watchman in the bathroom, <laughs> and to say that he's coming back, he's coming back, you know, uh, you know, caca caca. <laughs> and so like, I'm like, oh fuck! So like, I I run out and I I hide again back in the in the stairwell with your bag of shit with my bag of shit in my hand. Now like, uh, my dad is starting to honk outside the building. He's like, <laughs> like, where the fuck are you? I want to go. We've been sitting here for, for half an hour. before cell phones? Did you not have a cell phone now? Didn't have a cell phone, no. Yeah, right. I guess so I wouldn't have a cell he phone. He was actually honking? Yeah, he's honking, and I'm like... Outside I'm, of a dorm. Yeah. Where there's uh, hundreds of people. Perfect. Such an Israeli. Yeah. Oh, he's such an Israeli, yeah. Uh, yeah, come on! What are you doing in there? <laughs> have you seen my boy? And and like I'm just I'm just ignoring him, and uh, and like and I, I realize like there's no re- he just took a shower. There's no reason to think he's gonna leave again anytime soon. Yeah, I'm oh. out of time. Like I I can't just stand here indefinitely holding a, a bag of my own mm-hmm. shit in the stairwell. Yeah, uh, it's and losing freshness by the second. It's it's horrible. I mean, it's really a stairwell is oh, not well as, ventilated. It's almost <laughs> as if going to great lengths to shame someone else. Requires you <laughs> absolutely shaming yourself. Uh, oh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how. <laughs> I don't see how Gregor in a stairwell with his own shit could ever make him think about as his dad as his dad waits in a minivan outside could ever make him think about his own life. In fact, in fact, this is a perfect story to tell to to a future employer to get the most prestigious comedy job. This is Dan really problem solving, <laughs> holding a, a fucking a Christidis bag of shit. Uh, All right, so you're standing in there. Man, that hurts too much. That's too real. So, uh, so you're standing, so standing in the hallway there. with your own shit. I'm standing here with my own shit, and I'm panicking. And like, and so like, I, basically, I call together the the, the, the Ocean's Eleven panel, and we're game planning. We're like, we got to do something. I can't stay here. I gotta go. One of the nerds is like. What if we made a pulley and lever system to put? put the- <laughs> 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 what if we put a? What if we made a pulley and lever system to make the shit fly into his face when he left the room? I'm like, great, that's an awesome idea. And so, literally, we wait, you t- went with that? I was expecting that to be like, no, a- we, well, w- we obviously told Robert <laughs> that's ridiculous. No, we thought that was brilliant. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you think Gregor is holding again? To <laughs> yeah. recap, he's holding a bag of his own shit as my dad is honking outside, like. Do you think that he was going to tell someone something is a bad idea? How could there be any a worse idea than what he's doing right now? <laughs> a pulley and lever system. Well, keep listening. So, we basically we set up a system. We have uh, like so we have some like ropes lying around the floor for some reason. Why not? And and just to sort of like explain like the setup, we uh, we tape uh, the we tape a sort of like string to uh, to the top of the the door frame. And uh, and like or the the rope to the top of the door frame, and then connect it back to uh, a like uh, the plastic bag with the shit turned out, um, like uh, up. So it's sort of like it's resting. Ready to, it's resting rest, on top. It's, it's ready as soon as the door yeah, opens to right. fall. Oh, and, oh, okay. and the yeah. poop is is now like resting on the ledge of the door frame. And so when you open the door, the the poop will swing will swing in and swing into this sort of height. We literally. We literally measure out 6'5", because we know he is that height. And we test it out with a similar weighing sort of like paper, wet paper towel um, on a different door. And it like seems like it's going to work well. <laughs> All the while, you're watching your door to hope that he doesn't leave. Oh, my God. This, this is the most horrifying, harrowing, like, minute of my life where, like, I am, I'm on a chair, like, 
over the door that I'm setting up a bag of poop on. If this door opens in this one minute, like, I mean, this man will pummel me. I mean, like, he's, yeah. he has no, he's no, no compunction about being violent. He's huge. And he will hurt me. Yeah. And, like, and so I have, I have a minute. So, I mean, I don't know how much time. I, yeah, it no could time. happen any second that he opens the door for any good reason. Great men take great risks. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and so I set this up. And literally, like, at that point, like, all the, the panel of six nerds all sets up, like, lawn chairs outside of my door. Just, like, waiting. Now they're just waiting for this to happen. They're going to just be there to see it. They're just going to be the audience, yeah. And, and that's also pretty bold of them. They're just like, look, there's six of us. Is he going to punch all of us? Like, what? They'll blame me, also. Like, they're I mean, ultimately, blame they'll blame me. But like, they, obvi- they obviously knew exactly. about it, though. They're sitting. And you'll be gone. Exactly. Your Israeli getaway car. Well, I, yeah. so, so, like, I set it up. I'm like... All right, guys. Nice knowing you. See you later. And and I just run and I get to the car. They're set up and I run to the car. My dad is now asleep. Uh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone from being viciously angry that you weren't coming down. He's gone from. He's gone from. Yeah, that's exactly like, my like knows. most like most Israelis. He goes from angry to snoring in three seconds. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm a- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much exactly what he does. And so like I get to the car now, and he's asleep. I'm like, wake up, Yaakov, wake up, wake up. And he's like. Oh. Wait, wait, you took so long. I, I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, I'm like, no, no, we got to go. We got to go. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, give me a second. And he like gets out of the car and he starts stretching. <laughs> I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. And like, and I'm like, as he finally gets in the car. He starts the car. He's just like being casual, but I'm being so, I'm being so aggressive about go, go, go. <laughs> and he's like, what's the rush? What's the rush? But I, I don't want to tell him what the rush is, nor could I have explained what the rush is like in any <laughs> succinct amount of time. Yeah. And so, like, he finally, he turns the car, he, like, he pulls, he, you know, he, he pulls out of the sort of, like, parking area, and we pull down the hill, and when we get to the bottom of the hill, I see Davey run out of the, I run out of the dorm, furious, fuming, just looking like he wants to murder someone. You saw You it. saw that. I saw, well, I, look, it's a long hill. I didn't, like, I wasn't close up, but I saw him run out angry. I call up, we're on the road, we're now on, like, the highway home, and I call up one of my nerd friends, I'm like, how'd it go? What happened? And they're like... It nailed him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How happy were they? <laughs> they were happy as hell. I mean, I was, I was ecstatic. You know, like I felt like I felt like I had won like the Super Bowl. <laughs> this was like this was so fucking uh, exhilarating, and like I, I like I was like my mom was like, "What are you smiling about?" I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> oh, your mom was in the car too. My mom and dad were both in the car. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, he came out like ogre and he was like, "Nerds." <laughs> so, cut to like another 3 4 years after that NBC page interview story, and I'm at a party. And uh just hanging out talking with some guy, and he says, "Oh yeah, I just um I just actually finished the NBC page program." Uh and I'm like, "Oh, that's so interesting. You know, I actually I actually got pretty far along in the interview process for for that's that job, uh, but I, I think I told like a, a weird story and, and they didn't like it, so I didn't get the the job at the panel interview. And the guy's face goes white, and he's like, "Are you the shit story guy?" <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about your interview for years now. <laughs> 
you're the, the stuff of legend. You're the you're the shit story yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the shit story guy. You made your mark. I, yeah. <laughs> that's all I wanted. That's yeah. all I wanted. I'm the Katie Couric of shit stories. Yeah. When people say the worst thing you can do is just shit your pants, not true. Yeah. You can shit into a worst thing you can do is shit into a bag and throw it on someone and then tell the story proudly in an interview. That's the worst thing you can do. Yep. Oh yep. my god. That is yeah. unbelievable. Now yeah. I gotta ask. Yeah, yeah. I gotta ask. Do you re- reflecting back on this? Do yeah. you feel any remorse, any guilt? How do you feel I, about what you did? I I feel. Um, <laughs> Doug Doug's looking at me like Gregor has never felt remorse in his life. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I'm actually really interested because I don't know the answer to this question. Yes, I mean I do. That's the point. Absolutely. Like I, yeah. I like I look. It's fun that I. It's it's fun in a weird way that I have this story. Yeah. Uh, but like I would I would I would if I could talk to you know, 19-year-old me, I'd be like, bro, like, just fucking drop it. Um, <laughs> like, just just walk away. And, like, that, so, like, yes. Like, I, yeah. I absolutely feel like this is, it was not, it was not a good thing. And, like, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, I was a really emotionally frustrated 19-year-old kid. Like, it, it was, it was part of a pattern of, like, just a- aggressive lashing out at the things that I weren't mm-hmm. working my way. Sure. Um, yeah. But elaborately. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, mean, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. had a team assembled. He took down a Terry crack Bennett. Team. <laughs> he took down Terry Bennett shit. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about this a lot as like shit as a form of revenge yeah. on this show. Yeah. And I, I'll say this most, like almost all the time, 99% of the time or 90% of the time, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for it. Yeah. I'm not for it. Yeah, me neither. But this guy does sound like the worst person ever. And it sounded like he needed a little dookie in the face. <laughs> I, I, I will say that, and I and I don't like to condone Gregor's <laughs> aggressive behavior, basically because Gregor and I share an existence together. <laughs> he told the story of how I met your mother, and I had to say I was very nervous in the way that, like, I I knew how the page program story ended, and yeah. I was just like. This does change the way you look at another person. I just think of Gregor like all the time just being like, now's the time. I'm pulling out my ace card. I was, I was yeah. Just slide this ace card right for my butthole. Wow, dude, thank you. That's Gregor. Yeah. an excellent story. And I see you in a completely uh, same light. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the worst part that it's like very much on the continuum of my life. Yeah. This changes nothing. This changes so precious. <laughs> says it changes so precious little. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's great. Thank you so much, man. Gregor's got a really great Twitter feed. Uh, Gregor, what's your Twitter account? Uh, Gregor Corp. Can you spell uh, that for us? G R E G O R C O R P. Um and uh and uh, most Monday nights uh I'm at uh, UCB Los Angeles performing with my Harold team, John Velvet. Very funny team. Very funny Twitter. Any other stuff you want to see with him, just check his Twitter. He'll he'll uh, let you know. So thanks again, Gregor. All right. Well, that was uh, that was Dan Gregor. Wow. I, I can't believe I didn't know that story. I was so I was so excited watching you hear the story because uh, it's so great it's like it's it's another one it's a really cinematic story it's like American Pie it's like you just like yeah. feel like it's just like like Blink 182 is playing in the background I guess this is growing up <laughs> and just like you know Blink 182 yeah <laughs> other people have have decided to seek revenge on someone that was an asshole through shit yeah but, but few have, been- have tried to use it as a way to get <laughs> 
uh, to, to get in, to, to get employment. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was Dan Greger. Amazing story. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Keep telling your friends about it. Rate us on iTunes. It's a great way to get the word out there. More people will see it. Gets us more exposure. Keep tweeting at me, the Doug Man. Keep tweeting at Jack Dolgen, at Jack Dolgen. And emailing me at dutycallswithdougman at gmail.com. And calling me on the only shit hotline in the world, 786-HOLD-IT-N. That is the letter N. Call me. Tell me about your shitting. Tell me about bathrooms that have saved your life. I love to talk about shit. I will write you back. Shit is my life, baby. And until next week, hold it in. You're going to make it.